Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate, Aaron, and Kyle here with you for another edition of the show. And today's a very special edition of the show because it is the first ever We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. Uh, we all picked um, some uh, wrestlers, gimmicks, angles, storylines, anything's eligible in prof- as long as it's in professional wrestling. The worst of the worst, it's the first edition of the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame, and I think it's going to be fun. Gentlemen, what's going on out there? Nothing much. After tonight, you're going to hate pro wrestling. <laughs> this is the fucking bottom of the goddamn barrel. The bottom of the barrel, the worst of the worst, the Hall of Shame. And there's going to be there's going to be one person out there that hears every one of these and goes, "But I liked that." Or I liked that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you you're what? and you're wrong. <laughs> Look, I fucking got so depressed making up this list. <laughs> Some, then you look back. Yeah, well, you look back and you realize that sometimes it's hard being a wrestling fan. Yeah, it's it's a real it's a real love. It's a passion. Like wrestling fans, I think deserve as for fandom. I think wrestling fans almost deserve the the highest honor of respect because we put up we put up the, with some real fucking shit to get to the good stuff. I want to go in the. I want the Warrior Award <laughs> for watching some of this shit. <laughs> I want to go. You can't, the you can't handle the Warrior Award. Why? Both your legs work and you don't have the cancer. <laughs> oh, not yet. <laughs> but before we start the Hall of Shame, we're going to do the Hall of Shame pre-show. And uh, what that's going to consist of is um, Aaron has the, what is it, the 1992 edition? Yes. The 1992 edition of the PWI 500. And uh, before we record, before we started recording, Kyle and I both randomly picked numbers between 1 and 500. Some of the people on the cover of this PWI are Sting, Hulk Hogan, Rick Steiner, Ricky Steamboat, Jerry Lawler, Steve Austin, Ric Flair, The Ultimate Warrior, and The Macho Man. And by the numbers you guys picked... Not gonna be talking about any of them. <laughs> but we picked the r- numbers at random from one through five hundred, and Aaron is gonna randomly give us those guys, and we're gonna see if we have anything to discuss about any of these yahoos in the PWI five hundred from nineteen ninety two. And I would like to also, real quick, guys, um, 
as I'm scanning the crowd, um, I'm seeing a lot of dignitaries out there, people that are here to see their fellow all the shamers go in, and it's a it's a who's that of wrestling. <laughs> um, I've seen such people as Outback Jack, <laughs> Fake Razor, who made Herb Abrams. Some of these people may be getting inducted tonight. And don't even know it. Herb Abrams, he's out there. Dink, Dink. I saw the goon. Um, um, May Young's hand. Uh, Coach Buzz Stern. Zeus. Zeus is here. Wildcat Willie. Uh, the Macho Midget. And uh, Rocco the Puppet. They're all here tonight. So. To see their fellow fuckheads go. Uh, now, <laughs> real quick. Before, <laughs> before, before we get to the shit and we get to our random numbers, can I make a request? Yes. Since, Aaron, you have the 1992 edition of the PWI Top 500, can we get a quick rundown of what the top 10? Top 10? Yeah. Okay, well, this is going against what we normally do here, but um, in 1992, do you want it from 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? 10 to 1. 10 to 1. Uh, Steve Austin in at number 10. The Elsa okay. Warrior in at number 9. Scott Steiner in at number 8. Jerry the King Lawler in at number 7. Rick Steamboat in at number 6. Bret Hart in at number five. Ravishing Rick Rude in at number four. The Nature Boy Ric Flair in at number three. Number two was Randy Savage. And number one was the man they call Stan. Well, there you go. None of which will be appearing here tonight. (laughs) They are far away from this. They are far away. (laughs) Far, far away. Far, far away. So I also think it's amazing that all these people got like a day off. They all got the same day off from their jobs. Amazing. To be here. <laughs> who's, who's making the French fries? Who's wash Who's washing them cars this summer? Damn. Not Dink. <laughs> he does the undercarriage, you know. He washes power wheels. <laughs> <laughs> but let's start with Kyle's numbers. He ran. Uh, oh, okay. We'll start at well. We'll start at Kyle's number that's on this page. It is two sixty-five. Kyle picked number two sixty-five, and that. And I'll read their biography. So it's, it's not very long. It is um, Buddy Rose. Buddy, the like Playboy Buddy Rose. Playboy Buddy Rose. Damn, I didn't even know he was still wrestling in ninety-two. He's six foot. At this time, he was six foot, three hundred ninety-nine pounds. <laughs> And his, uh, <laughs> his little blurb is, Oh heavens, the rings quake as the former playboy steps through the ropes on the AWA tag team title with Doug Summers in 1987. He once weighed 217 pounds. Those days are long he, he gone. Up. He ballooned up. Well, for those of you that don't know, that didn't see it, what you need to do is go to YouTube. You can pause our show or you can write this down, whatever you want to do. Go to YouTube and watch the Buddy Rose Blowaway Diet <laughs> from the WWF in the late 80s. 
Whoa. And stuff. All right. Go, um, watch, go watch the Rockers versus Doug Summers and Buddy Rose. That's good shit. And then, and then go that, watch the flow away diet and yeah. see what McDonald's does to a man. <laughs> rockers, and, rockers and Rose and uh, Summers is, is the only good shit in the AWA during that time period. Yeah. But anyway, we've discussed that on a prior show. <laughs> and at this time, at, at this time in 1992, he had had 19 years in the business. So I, I have to say, I hear a lot of people rave oh. about Buddy Rose in Portland, and and I, that's one territory I have seen next to nothing of. So I don't know a whole lot about it, but apparently he was a really good heel in Portland. Yes. Um, the next number on Kyle's list was. 375 mm-hmm. and this is the man that I I've heard his name but I've never seen anything of him that I know of and it's Ron Powers mm. he was, in 1992 he was six, 6 foot 2 inches 255 pounds and he had had 3 years in the business and he was the fastest rising star in the Windy City currently in a violent feud with Ron Valentino brutal but knows all the rudimentary holds. Also had a grudge with a junkyard dog. Oh, the dog. Over um, a cocaine deal. <laughs> what I understand. It's I'm not sure he was hoping but... he was hoping to rise up those ranks, but <laughs> did not happen. Yeah, that's did another. That I agree with you, Aaron. That's a name that I always heard. But never uh, actually saw the dude, so don't know don't know jack shit about him. I all I know about Ron Powers is what you just read to me. <laughs> uh, what I know about what I know about Ron Powers is that he was number what I said three hundred and seventy five <laughs> in the PWI five hundred in nineteen ninety two. And then the last that summer, be, on, uh, what? I was say, that would be fucking funny to like. Number three seventy five in the PWI. It's like facts about this man. It was number three seventy five in the PWI five hundred nineteen ninety two. Like fuck. Uh, the next number that Kyle picked was one hundred, and this is a guy that um, we do know a little bit about. It is Mike Graham. And in 1992, he was 5'8". The Keebler Elf for professional wrestling, Mike Graham. I think his weight was a little inflated here because it says he was 232 pounds. And he had been in the business for 16 years. And in 1991, he was rated 184. So apparently he did something to really jump up a little bit. And the former NWA light heavyweight champion... Is now a WCW favorite. No, he wasn't. <laughs> also a former Florida heavyweight champion. And his father was the legendary Eddie Graham. And he's purely scientific and clean. And he looks like he plays the old guy in a porn movie. Yes. Yeah. So he was, he, he was very hygienic at he was scientific and, <laughs> and clean. clean. So fresh, so clean, Mike Graham. <laughs> it was Anything on Mike Graham? With his finishing maneuver, the Graham Cracker. <laughs> and he apparently um, told Eric Bischoff everything that he needed to do. Yes. When the 
one of the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Eric, you should hire Hulk Hogan. Hey, Eric, <laughs> you should you should go on Monday nights on TNT. I think if I think Ted Turner would love that. Hey, Eric, we got so many clashes. You should just get rid of them. Hey, Eric. Hey, was... hey Mike. You probably would have got was... the job if you would have said all that. <laughs> hey, Eric. Eric, I was eating a bowl of alphabet the other day, and I, three little letters rose up, and it was NWO. And I was like, new, new, new world order. <sighs> Mike Graham. He had the stupidest fucking arm tattoos, too. Well, this is a this is a look back uh, at crappy things edition of the show. So we will be shitting on we will be shitting on dead people today. Just so that's out there, folks. <laughs> All right. I get a dog at a cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, now we're going with my numbers, right? Was it as funny as I thought. It was? Yes, that was that was funny. <laughs> That's gonna be the, that's gonna be the catchphrase of the uh, the Hall of Shame. <laughs> like a dog in a cemetery will probably be shitting on dead people. I don't think any of my people are dead, but that's okay. Um, I have a couple of corpses. Um, Nate, you picked two sixty three, mm-hmm. and it is a guy that I fucking hate. Nope. Oh. Um, well, that's keen. <laughs> He's 5'10", he weighs 242 pounds. He's, at this time, been wrestling uh, 24 years. Jesus. And um, in 1991, he was listed at 269, and he is Ivan Putski. Ivan Putski, former World Wrestling Federation champion, or Worldwide Wrestling Federation champion. No. Plus uh, a was World Wrestling Federation champion. Tory Worldwide Wrestling tag Federation team tag team champion. Ivan Putski was garbage. <laughs> Fucking sucked. Yeah. Um, Polish power. He never did anything. I, he never did anything that entertained me ever. Yeah. Not yeah, even. Exactly. Not even. Not even the shit on TNT. And usually, even even fuck offs were entertaining on TNT just because the show was so crazy. Yeah, he was bad by 70s standards. Like <laughs> WWF 70 standards. Mm. He was fucking Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I can say this about anybody else, but I'd rather watch a Chief J Strongbow match Oof. than fucking Ivan Pusky. But his little blurb is, the Polish power is still alive. <laughs> and well. But nearing the end of his career... One of the most popular stars in WWF history, Sun Scott is the current GWF North American champion. Now I got a question for you. When it says the Polish power is still alive, is there a question mark after that? Like he's fucking uh, shocked. He's still. I just put the pause in there because that was funny. Well, I didn't know if it was like a statement or like a question. Like I can't fucking believe. Yeah, he was pretty bad. Not a fan of the Polish power. Um, hold on, I gotta flip to Nate's next number because because whoever's next is way up higher than him. Um, this is actually interesting. 
Number 79. Nate, you picked number 79. Mm-hmm. And it is a very young Sabu. No. Oh. Sabu at pre, this time. Pre-ECW Sabu. He was six foot, 220 pounds. He had been in the he had been in the business for two years. And in nineteen ninety one, he was listed at three hundred and eighty nine. At this so time the fucker made some strides, man. <laughs> I was gonna say at this time he was probably working Japan with his uncle, I assume. This yeah. was this was when he was still, this is what they're gonna say. Still still uh working with the sheik. And um, you know his work- Oh, go ahead. We don't talk about ECW a lot on the show. Well, I mean, we do, but we don't. We don't talk about the good things about ECW a lot on the show. When we don't, so we have not discussed Sabu a lot on the show. And I have to say, like back then, if you see it now, the younger wrestling fans, if you see Sabu now, it's not going to make an impact on you because of what wrestling is now. All the high spots and all the craziness. Oh, I still pop when I watch him. I know, I'm talking about the younger. But what I'm saying is, if you if you lived through seeing Sabu for the first time, and you, and you lived through what wrestling was at that time, Sabu was fucking revolutionary. Sabu was like nothing you'd ever seen before. Like, this, is, this dude's fucking crazy. <laughs> he was also the only guy that could just fuck up midstream. Yeah. <laughs> and then reset it up, and everybody was just like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, His that... blurb is, we're surprised there's anything left of this man. Mm-hmm. Wild trainee of the Sheik engaged in blood fest after blood fest in Japan, and he teamed with Horace Boulder to win the FMW tag team. Well, there you go. But yeah, Sabu was something special. When he came along, and uh... and and speaking of like the last thing, like when you when you would get like videos or whatever of like FMW, you look at it now and you're like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to watch that. Yeah, you know, but like fifteen, sixteen year old me, <laughs> like watching get... watching Mister Pogo blow somebody up, <laughs> yeah, like, like some guy just. Some, some, like, fat Asian lady just, like, cutting another Asian lady up with, like, a fucking sickle and shit. You're like, this is why, this is amazing. <laughs> and you look at it now, and you're like, eh. Like, you can still watch it, but it's not the same thing, you know? Yeah. It's like that meme I sent you with Elmo and the atomic bomb going off. And Elmo <laughs> being all like, like, oh my god. And being like. <laughs> When you're 15 and you see ECW, or when you're 13 and you see ECW for the first time. You know? <laughs> oh, hey, he's not on anybody's number, but you know they'd have like pictures of random guys yeah. in the 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my guys is uh, 422. It's Chris Candido. That wasn't anybody's number, but the last number is 450. Mm-hmm. And. We're gonna see who that is. I'm gonna find it. Sorry. Um. What a letdown. <laughs> is it Virgil? No. <laughs> I'll look at the number he was though. This is Thunderfoot too. 
Thunderfoot two. Is these the are these the Thunderfeet from the NWA? No, listen, oh. this is it's funny. This is Thunderfoot two. Just I'm sorry, I don't. Just hold on, just a second. Do is it is it or it was it or was it not a missed opportunity? Like when they were say Thunderfoot one and Thunderfoot two. It was it not a missed opportunity not to call them the Thunderfeet? <laughs> Or left and right. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just when I see it on the on the no, old Crockett you, shows. When you said that, when you asked if it was the ones from the Crockett's, this is funny because it says Thunderfoot two five eleven two hundred thirty one pounds. Not the original Thunderfoot two, but an eight <laughs> <talented> grappler. <laughs> Never eats without his mask. Rarely without his partner. Remains in the IWA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's enough Conrad about him. Thompson, Conrad Thompson said something funny <laughs> on uh, what happened when. Mm-hmm. Because they were watching a Nitro and Super Callow came out. And he said that he could not believe that when Vince Rousseau, when Vince Rousseau showed up, that they never made a masked luchador named Expialidocious. Mm-hmm. So the tag team would be super callow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that shit popped me. <laughs> so did you oh, did you pick three numbers? No, because I didn't want anybody to think I was like, you know, padding. So just you guys can just pick um one more random number each, and I'll read it. All right. I'm going to pick... Let's go with... I want, I want to get it to where it's probably going to be somebody that I at least can comment on. So I won't go in, like, the 400 to 500 range. So let's go with 286. 286? Yes. Yeah. All right, let me flip to that page. 286, 286, 286. Uh, pick another one. <laughs> oh. I don't even know that guy. <laughs> Somebody named Tommy Jammer. Tommy Jammer. What a name. He probably uh, had a mullet. No, let's, I, I picked my number. I'll live with it. Tell us about Tommy Jammer. Tommy, what was the number again? Sorry. 286. 286 is mm-hmm. Tommy Jammer. Has honed his rapidly developing skills in the PWA and the AWA. AWA. Handsome looks have made him a favorite among female fans. He's mm. known as the California Kid. The California Kid, Tommy Jammer. Pick another number, Kyle. All right, let's go with 69. Oh. This is a sex thing. <laughs> well, it's. Uh, number 69. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's gonna be good. <laughs> it's, because of, it's because of who it is. <laughs> you can't look at the current, like, the 92 gimmick, but what it was. <laughs> I'll remember, remind everybody what your number was. 69. 
It's Bob Sean. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was foreshadowing in the uh, in the PWI five hundred. Oh. oh shit! <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh, they're not very nice to him though. Oh, says Papa Shango. You all know about it, so we won't complain about it here. The first main event pushes less than any other wrestler in history. Damn. Normally known as a soul taker in global. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, damn. Like, this guy didn't even like kayfabe. <laughs> Charles, Charles Wright must have pissed Bill After off. He was like, fuck this guy. Because Bill After usually sucks everybody's ass. He <laughs> <laughs> made me pay for Poon at the Kitty Lounge. <laughs> I thought I was going to get the pussy for free. Because yeah. I'm Bill After. He made me poor. He made me pay more than Abby does for steak at his restaurant. <laughs> you guys want to pick two more numbers, and we'll take a break and get on with the main events. Yes, we can do that. All right. So this was a good idea. Like this. It's fun. It's fun. All it's right. fun. Gonna pick one more number. We're gonna pick number three hundred two. 302. Yeah. I like hearing about them obscure indie <laughs> fuckers anyway. Glenn Osborne. Who looked like a giant midget. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> 302? Yeah, 302. Uh, is Destruction. Destruction. Forms the Black Hearts with fellow masked man Apocalypse <laughs> for a large man can perform incredible aerial maneuvers. Managed by Luna Vachon. Increasingly sadistic. I wonder if he was uh, David Heath. Maybe. Or or it was another name for uh, uh, Tom Nash. It's one of those. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Kyle? Kyle, got one more. All right. We fucking heard the top ten. We've heard random numbers. Let's finish it out with number hey, five. Hey, 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 hey. I see one of your buddies. Not one of your buddies. Because you don't know him, but one of your favorites. 3020 was TNT. Savio? Yeah, he's carving up Carlos in the picture. Fuck yeah. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Kyle, let's, round it out, let's round it out with who is the worst in 1992? Number 500. Um, number 500? Yep. Alright, number 500 was Morgus the Maniac. Morgus the Maniac. Yes, he was straight-jacketed, raving lunatic dashes to use ring accompanied, dashes to the ring accompanied by a doctor and a nurse. Little skill. <laughs> to call this man ridiculous would be an insult to ridiculous people. <laughs> Little skill. Yeah, and they said to call this man ridiculous. Sad Morgus. Be an insult to ridiculous people. Sad Morgus. Just so you guys know, um, Virgil. No. Somebody asked about that before, right? Mm hmm. Virgil in 1992 was ranked 74. <clears throat> Which is how many dollars he'll charge you to give him an autograph? 74. Freaking Virgil. I want to see real quick 
and then if we if you guys don't mind, we'll take a break. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Guess who they ranked, Nate? Nate? Mm. You're gonna be mad. You're not drinking anything right now, are you? No. Guess who they ranked right above Virgil, or right below Virgil, 1992. Right below, so at number 75, right? Number 75. Right below Virgil is... Lightning Kid. What? (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess, technically... Sabu was 79. So they said Sabu was like 5 underneath Virgil. Then Lightning Kid was just underneath Virgil. But he hadn't come to the WWF yet. Yeah. So I guess it is worth it. You know what I gotta say? We'll take the break. We'll take our break here in just a second. As much as I am not a big fan of that guy, and as much as you know, we we give him a lot of criticism nowadays for his indie indie wrestling appearances and stuff. He was the Forrest. He was almost the Forrest Gump of wrestling for for a. Sp- small period of time from maybe January to uh, May Uh, or June of 1991. That dude was fucking over. He was over because of Roddy Piper. He was was over because of Ted DiBiase being opposite him. But he was fucking over. Like, people pop for that son of a bitch. Yeah. Unfortunately, the fucking shine worn off real quick. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm saying it was only like a six month period, but during that during that initial storyline with DiBiase, people were into that dude. And He's been living off of that for yes, he has. <laughs> Almost thirty years later. Yep. Been living off food stamps for. But no, it's like I told you when I when I told you guys about that thunder when Larry Zabisco was like, this guy's the greatest politician in wrestling, man. <laughs> he don't care. One day he's a cowboy, and the next day he's this. Just <laughs> wherever the wind goes, brother. <laughs> and ain't that the truth? Yeah, it was like the most honest, honest like commentary everything I've heard ever. Larry Zabisco. <laughs> All right, well, pre-show's over, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back here on the We Can't Wrestle podcast, we are going to have our main event. It is the first ever We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. It's emceed by the um, terrible uh, Chris Cruz. Oh, my God. You know, like Mean Gene did oh, it. Oh my God, he's here. Morgus the Maniac is here. Oh my God. <laughs> 500, 500, 500. You don't got it. <laughs> you never had it. <laughs> All right. There's well, never an appropriate time for you. We can't wrestle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that being said, we will be right back with more you of. Still suck. You still suck. <laughs> you still suck. We will be right back with more of the We Can't Wrestle podcast right after this. Pick.
All right, wrestling fans, welcome back to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate, Aaron, and Kyle here for you, with you for the first edition of the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame, which is brought to you by our sponsor, The Motley Soup Podcast, which I am also a host of, and you can listen to on um, the same platform you are listening to this podcast on right now with my beautiful wife and co-host, Kendall her and I do that show as well, so check that one out too. That one more about um, popular culture and more just different things on that show. So I gotta tell you though, I'm I'm kind of disappointed that it's not actually soup. It's not actually soup. It's not actually soup. No, it's not actually soup. I'm sorry. <sighs> Although it can get a little chunky at times, but I like chunky. <laughs> So it is the Hall of Shame for the We Can't Wrestle podcast. We have some in- inductees to induct into this prestigious hall. And uh, who did you say our host was, Aaron? Chris Cruz. Chris Cruz, yes. <laughs> I hate this. It's the Hall of Shame. <laughs> I'm Chris Cruz. I look like Gordon Sully's son, but I'm nothing like Gordon Sully. You know what the actual theme song of our Hall of Fame should be? What's that? I know you were talking about like the... Yeah. You know? It should be this. that's it that's that's even more funny when you think about like them panning the crowd yeah like the the, (laughs) he still have like the the respect and the drama you know but like people are like waving at people yeah (laughs) it's ridiculous it's ridiculous first so i'm gonna let aaron go first then kyle then me are so, we doing them like you do one, I do one, you yes. do one? Yes. All right. Aaron, you're first inductee. This will be the official first inductee into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. Well, coming to the stage right now to induct these fucking people. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage famed wrestling promoter Jim Hurd. Yeah. Come on out, Jim Hurd. <laughs> you fucking slug. Get out here. So, Jim Hurd comes out eating a pizza pie. <laughs> and he's going to induct the Ding Dongs. Oh. What, a, what an ill-advised, terrible, horrific... Like, that one was so bad, like, the people turned on it the minute it started. Yes. Like if you watch that Children. clash, of, if you watch that clash of champions, like they come out and it's they're supposed to be baby faces and the music's all high beat and stuff. People are like, "Boo!" And wasn't yeah. the wasn't that even at the one they did at the military base with all the military yeah. people? Yeah, <laughs> I think they were one and done too. I don't think they ever appeared again. Uh, they had a little bit. They they thought it was going to get over, and then they started jobbing out on a couple things, and then that was it. Jim, poor Jim Ross having to put it over. 
Yes, as they would come out to the stage, this is what we'd be playing. That was their theme. Jim Hurd was like, this is a good idea. This is going to beat Vince McMahon. Fucking ding dong. (laughs) What a load of horse shit. (laughs) And they didn't even, you know what the worst part about the whole thing is? They, they had, they, well, they had this shitty gimmick. Okay. This horrible gimmick. And they didn't even go 100% with it. Like, they just put the guys in orange jumpsuits and orange masks. Like, they didn't, they didn't give them... There, weren't, there wasn't any bells printed on their suits or... And they didn't they even... They had white bells. They didn't even go all the way with it. They had bells attached to their costumes later yeah, on. But, and yeah. they had the bell on the, t- on the turnbuckle post that they rang incessantly during the match. <laughs> Fucking ding-dongs. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a pretty fitting inaugural inductee, the Ding Dongs. The Ding Dongs, ladies and gentlemen. And the thing is, like, I want to say this. In certain things, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay the people, the guys. You know what I mean? The wrestlers, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't want to downplay the wrestlers in this aspect because I'm. They were fundamentally sound wrestlers. They weren't bad, but the gimmick. Asinine. It was just terrible. It was asinine. (laughs) It was stupid. So there you have it the Ding Dongs. -dongs. (laughs) The first inductees into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. Kyle, who is our next inductee? We're going to go to WCW. And it is the Mortal Kombat Ninjas in WCW. The Mortal Kombat... Oh. Blood Runs Cold? Blood Runs Cold. Before the NWO came about, that was going to be Eric Bischoff's next big thing. That was his next big idea for professional wrestling. Who in the fuck ever thought ninjas? <laughs> Which is, is when they were inducted, like Buzz, Coach Buzz Dern would have stood up and applauded. <laughs> Walked up and got his award. They put so much fucking hype into fucking Glacier. And then you had fucking Mortis, and you had Raph. And you had the cat. And that's the thing. It's like, oh, Glacier. Who's supposed to be a ninja, okay? And is supposed to move super fast and have ninja like a bear. For one, a glacier moves super slow. <laughs> and then you have Mortis, who's like Skeletor, you know. And out, if it would have been in anything else, he had a he had a like the Mortis the Mortis costume and everything looked cool. Yeah, you know. And then you have. You have Wrath. Adam Bomb. Who's Brian Clark, who's one of my least favorite wrestlers of all time. And you have, like, all these, like, Glacier, Mortis, Wrath, the Cat. (laughs) That doesn't work. (laughs) What was 
what was most ridiculous about it all is the fact that they tried to have like a Mortal Kombat-esque storyline. Like, oh, Glacier and Mortis are mortal enemies. And on top of that, like, wasn't, wasn't like... The like, only good thing that came out of it was James Vandenberg. The whole thing was also like like a, a shit stain on white underwear because the rest of the whole show with the NWO and all that had moved on to this reality-based kind of wrestling. And then these guys were all like isolated in their own little cartoon <laughs> world. Like You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Like... <laughs> They yeah, were... WCW was weird in 96. <laughs> they had to be like, ladies and gentlemen, this is a martial arts exhibition. Like, no, it's not. This, this is a stupid exhibition is what it is. The fuck am I watching? <laughs> it's fine if you want to have a ninja wrestler, but a whole goddamn division of it? <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't go that far, Russo. You know, we got the we got the Ninja Championship, bro. Hey. And once again, other than Wrath, all pretty talented guys. Yeah. yeah. Canyon, James Vandenberg. Yeah. The Glacier. Oh, like Ray Lloyd. Ray Lloyd was a, a capable sound wrestler. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a, he wasn't ever going to be like, you know, the world champion or whatever. Good but hand. He was a capable sound wrestler. He was like a Val Venus. He was a good hand, or, or a Bob Holly, or something like that. You know. Let's take let's take wrestlers who are good at what they do and put a bunch of shit on them to fucking constrict them. Mm-hmm. That's a great fucking idea. And then honestly, I met Ray Lloyd, and Nate met Ray Lloyd, and nice guy. The guy, he was a nice guy, man. He was personable and talk like had a conversation that he didn't need to have with us just was a cool dude you know yep but uh, fucking blood runs cold <laughs> or how about the fact uh, how about the fact that the fucking, how about the fact that they fucking did the ninja thing like four years after fucking mortal Kombat? <laughs> it wasn't even fucking popular it's kind of like WWF did the Fat Boys after the Fat Boys weren't popular. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they called them Men on a Mission. But essentially, the WWF did the Fat Boys playing tag team. That was the, the Fat Boys as tag team in Men on a Mission. <laughs> One of the best raw moments, though, ever. Was fat AJ. Boy died. Heard Fat Boy died. One of the fat boys. The fat boy. He didn't say one of the fat boys. Well, no. He says, he says, he says, fat boy died. And Lawler goes, fat boy. And Vince goes, yeah, one of the fat boys. Fat boy. (laughs) It's a stupid conversation. (laughs) Did you listen to Jim Cornette's uh, drive through this week? Yes. We talked about Oscar. Rapping mm-hmm. to Vince as he walked out of an elevator. Yes. And it was the first time Vince had ever seen a rapper. And he was like, this is what we need to do. He's a real rapper. <laughs> he just developed a gimmick out of this guy. Uh, Oscar, good who Lord. Who I still says, I still says, I still say when hate, I saw him. He hates your fucking guts. Yeah, he was mean mugging me the entire time. <laughs> Both times, because he was at the second one. I felt like that guy was mean-mugging me the entire time. But I still feel like 
I never heard him say it, but I think he says feats. <laughs> feats. He's like, man, my feet hurt today. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you ever met the plurals words are supposed to be plural? Yep. <laughs> he looks like he'd be like, I, I can't. I can't go out tonight. My feet's hurt. <laughs> Who's next? All right. My first inductee. The next inductee into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame is another tag team. We've already seen the Ding Dongs inducted tonight. Blood Runs Cold is technically a tag team. Yes, with Wrath and Mortis. Two tag, Two tag teams. Damn. It's all tag teams. This is a really shitty tag team. And they're annoying as fuck. And uh, they're both dead, but that's okay. Public enemy. Public enemy. Annoys the ever-loving shit out of me. They're garbage. <laughs> All right, yeah. The public enemy. Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge. I don't get it. I don't understand why... I don't understand why they were so popular in ECW. They were fucking garbage. I was just going to say, they're even one of those things that, you know... When you take it out of ECW, it doesn't, like, you know, there's things that when you take it out of ECW, it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. But it works in ECW, like Mikey Whipwreck didn't work in WCW. For one, WCW didn't know what to do with the character, but two, that was an ECW character. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Mikey Whipwreck's enjoyable in ECW, like... When he was with Mick, and then they started feuding, and he was just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, like, why? Like, yeah. Why is this happening? It all worked. Or, like, when he was like, hey, Mikey, you want to fight the public enemy? And he's like, no. <laughs> you know, like, that. <laughs> but the public enemy didn't even work in ECW. No, oh, it's terrible. They were a fucking yeah, entrance. That's all they were. Oh, hey, Rocko. Oh, Johnny. All they were was a, they were, just a, they were just an entrance. That's all they were. I, I don't know. I just, like... And the worst part is, like, in, in the reality of things, if you really, really break it down and you watch, Ted Petty was actually a pretty good wrestler. Um, That's the thing. Like everyone Johnny Grunge was about... Johnny Grunge was fucking terrible. Like either way, Every, but... everyone's like Ted Petty was a good guy. They're like Johnny yeah. Grunge was a piece of shit. <laughs> Ted Petty was a good worker, and they got paired up with these guys. And and the closest thing I could compare them to would be like the Nasty Boys. You know, where Brian Knobs wasn't the best wrestler in the world, but Jerry Sass could cut it up, you yeah. know? Yeah. Jerry Sass is a decent, good... But at least guy. those two were both entertaining together. And that's what I was going to say. Brian Knobs was entertaining. <clears throat> Personality-wise, you know? Mm-hmm. And if he had to, he could have a, he could have a passable match. But Johnny Grunge is a fat slug. And the gimmick's terrible. It's annoying. Gimmick is fucking annoying. So there you go. Public Enemy, the the next inductee into the Hall of Shame. Aaron, who's your next inductee? Um, my next inductee is being inducted by Manny Fernandez. Let's bring up Manny. Wave to the crowd, Manny. Hey. Drop motherfuckers. And. 
That's enough waving, Manny. Come on. <laughs> and he is going to induct a man that he was in the foxhole with, and that is the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Valley. Woo! <laughs> Mercy, Daddy. Bring him to the stage, the Boogie Woogie Man. The Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant, Tough Stuff Man. <laughs> uh, so, I'll let you start, Aaron. Let everybody know why the Boogie Woogie Man is your inductee. Because he's a fucking piece of garbage. <laughs> Just, just, uh, I, I've never seen the guy do anything that I enjoyed, ever. Um, watching him out there, just. <laughs> like, who wants to hear this? Mercy Daddy. Who wants to hear it? Oh, mercy. No, he's not. No, no, he isn't. Well, he's probably going to give you chlamydia. He ain't neat. He ain't sweet either. No, no, it probably swept you into his van. <laughs> he slipped you off your feet because he gave you a fucking rupee. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because he doesn't, I don't know, a lot of people have an affinity we for... We were together, daddy. <laughs> yeah, the... If you want to see how terrible, just fucking horrible that guy is, watch the extended cut of him living in the streets talking about fucking Manny Fernandez and then Big Mama showing up in her goddamn station wagon to <laughs> scoop him off the street. It's fucking garbage. <laughs> the guy's fucking terrible. <laughs> I saw him at a fan fest and he should have gave me $20 just for being there with him. <sighs> oh, I don't have anything to add to that. Nope. <laughs> you sound like me when I talk about Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> Fucking hate the boogie woogie man. <clears throat> All right, so we just kicked Aaron. Just kicked the boogie woogie man. In the, Aaron just Aaron just kicked the boogie woogie man in the ass off the stage. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, boogie woogie man! You worthless piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't even fucking dumb. That's the other thing. <laughs> you know, heart. Don't go out there and say you've got a purple heart if you don't have a purple heart. Piece of shit. Yeah. Stone cold piece of shit. Stone cold piece of shit. <laughs> Kyle. Yes. Who is your next inductee into the Hall of Shame? It's not a person. It's actually spans a lot of people. Uh, I'm going to preface this by saying that the original perpetrator of this, it was a great example of somebody trying to take a horrible situation and brought class to it, brought professionalism to it. Unfortunately, every goddamn wrestling company has been, uh, has, has done this. They have, and that is using 
the Owen Hart voice during injury angles. Yeah. Using the what? The uh, the Owen the Owen voice the like the whole the, the somber Jim Ross did. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's tasteless. And the WWE even did it after. You know they they did they did it at, like they did it with the China thing when China hurt her neck. So there's so many people who are are uh, they're guilty of it. I, I, I want to preface it by saying that Jim Ross on that night did a fantastic job of trying to remain as a professional, and unfortunately, even today, that they still go back and they use that. Mm-hmm. You saw like when the guy's like, oh, this is a part of the show. Yep. They're very somber and quiet. Yeah. Like how Michael Cole is every time he opens up Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Monday Night Raw. This is going to be a tragic event. That, um, <laughs> none of us want to relive. Nobody... Nobody wants to see a Baron Corbin, but things like this happen, and it's, it's not part of the show. Or just he's just here, he's just his, here in his bartender outfit. He, he's just that here, lousy piece of fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's in just, my. He's not he's in just, my. He, 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 He's, he's not in my Hall of break. Shame class. He's on his break from Applebee's. <laughs> he's not in my Hall of Fame shame class, but he will be someday. I fucking hate Baron Corbin. God. Baron Corbin, like he's waving to the crowd, like there he is, future Hall of Shamer, Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, uh, you're, gonna, um, you're gonna let us all down at WrestleMania 37. You're gonna have a bad night, man. You're sh- gonna have a bad night. Sure, <laughs> sh- sure, fire. Surefire first ballot Hall of Shamer, there Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, <laughs> sitting right next to that piece of shit Leo Rush. <laughs> hey. All right. Next on uh, my next induction is not a wrestler. It well, is. Didn't ask Kyle if he was done. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Kyle... I'm done. Okay. I'm done. Okay. The next one on my list is uh, next induction is not a, a wrestler. It's actually an angle. And, I feel uh, like I overachieved by having inductee like inductors. You did, you did. The next one for me is an angle, not a wrestler, but it is the Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero angle. Oh fuck! Terrible. Yeah. Fucking horrible. Unneeded, unnecessary. Um. That where he was like, oh, he's not he's up dead. there. He's down there or whatever. Yeah, unnecessary. Like you didn't need to do it to get the heat. You know what I mean? Randy Orton's a good enough heel. He doesn't need cheap, dirty fucking heat like that. And didn't he like blow up a low rider or something too? Yeah. Well, and the thing that pisses me off the most is that you know they say, oh, like, well, Eddie would have loved to have been one last angle. Like, no, not fucking that horrible. <laughs> <laughs> not fucking, that like apologize and be like guys that was tasteless but don't fucking double down circle the wagons and be like no it's oh they double fine. down they double down that's what they do they just double down <laughs> but yeah that that whole deal like 
And I'm a guy who for a lot of years, I mean a lot of years, and even today to a certain extent, I I have defended a lot of what Vince McMahon and the WWF slash WWE has done and said, ah, it's entertainment, fucking lighten up Dave Meltzer, et cetera, et cetera. You know, put your dick back in your pants, Dave. It's not that big a deal. But that thing was just, I don't know, it was, the, the thing that was the worst about it was it wasn't even... It wasn't even necessary to get the heat. You know what I mean? Like you can just people are already behind Ray. The 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 Eddie Guerrero inference is already there. We're already we already know what's going on. You didn't need to do that to put heat on the angle. You just did it. And it was classless and it was tasteless and it was stupid. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yep. All right. All right, Aaron. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna see if you guys get the joke in this. Um, coming up next is coming up next on the stage is our next inductor. Uh, let's bring up Roman Reigns. Hello, oh. Roman Reigns. Come to the stage. Thank you. And Roman Reigns is going to induct into the WWE or the WCW, the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame, PN News. <laughs> Do you get the joke there? No. There's always that random thing that's like John Cena's inducting the refrigerator <laughs> William Perry or inducting this person, like, inducting. Like there's always that random thing of like, why is this person inducting this person? <laughs> so you, you get now, it now? I, now I get it. Yeah, Roman Reigns. He has this. He's inducting PN News. Yo, baby. But, yo, baby. Yo. Yeah. No, baby. No, baby. No. <laughs> Word up, Nikita Koloff will be taking on Sting. Up in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> fucking garbage. We don't have to go too much into this guy. You know what? Um, you know what PN News should have come to the ring to? <laughs> Set adrift on memory bliss. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have the fat black guy from that group induct him, but... PM I Don? You could have yeah, had, had been the, the you could have had name. to you could have had it be the big guy from PM Don or even Heavy D, and Heavy D <laughs> could Heavy Heavy D, Heavy D could have brought the boys. <laughs> Heavy D's dead. Oh, I thought he just lost a foot to diabetes. Sorry, Heavy D. He lost his life to breathlessness. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy D is dead. <laughs> Which I didn't know until like two weeks ago because I was watching Law and Order and he showed up. I'm like, that's fucking heavy D. <laughs> and so you so Wikipedia him? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Wikipedia shit all the time. I'm like, oh, what's up with that? Where's that guy at? <laughs> yeah, then you get lost in this fucking... The, t- the, yeah, the wormhole of the wormhole Wikipedia. Of Wikipedia. Like, you're like, oh, is heavy D dead? And then by the time you're done, you've like learned everything about Hitler. <laughs> yeah. I now know how to properly stuff a sausage. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay would be proud. All yeah, right. Yeah, P- news, complete garbage. Um, 
He's still alive. PN News is. He's still Cannon, can, He was also Cannonball Grizzly in um in, in Germany, and he was apparently super over. And there. he was wasn't he also like the cousin or brother of Mantar? Aren't him and Mantar re- related? If not, they should be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are. I think they're like cousins or brothers or something. PN News and Mantar. Like, PN News was so bad that Tony Schiavone laughed at the guy on national television. <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like he didn't even rap good. Like, if it would have been passable, good rap. Yeah, <laughs> it might have worked. Yeah, like Men on a Mission, he made fun of him, but at least Oscar could could rap. rap. Yeah, he could rap. <laughs> It was like he could lock, he, Oscar could lock the flow. I don't know what that means, but it was 1994, like junior high, middle school white people rap. But at least it was <laughs> what it was. Like he wasn't out there like bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. <laughs> you know? That would have been better. Oh, yeah. If. If the, if if Men on a Mission would when they turned heel if they would have went gangster rap maybe that would have worked. Yeah, like decently ain't Sean, but hoes and <laughs> <laughs> mo doggy dog in the hills. <laughs> mo doggy dog. Decently ain't Sean ain't hoes but tricks. Mo 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 changes his name to mo doggy dog and Mabel is now Doctor May. And now we're. This has gone off. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Yes, we're we're about to induct ourselves. <laughs> it's going longer than the goddamn Maxwell Hall of Fame. <laughs> Kyle, what do you got? What's next, Kyle? All right, I'm going to give you guys a little piece of something and tell me if you know where this is from. Which is what Rick said to a lot of women before. If you got 21, I've got one of those. If you got 22, I got two of those as well. Jake Steak Roberts? We're going to fucking October 10th, 1999 at Casino Magic Heroes of Wrestling. Oh, God. Induct the whole fucking pay per view. It is. That thing's, that, that thing's a goddamn nightmare. Kyle, you don't know this, but when we did one of our. Um, I, I told Aaron, but I don't think I told you. When we did one of our pay-per-view review, like, um, you know, pick a number, see which pay-per-view yeah. were. You guys were so close to reviewing that pay-per-view because I had it on a list once. Oh, that why thing, you, uh, that thing was fucking terrible. Is it on it's, YouTube? It's a yes, it is. The whole thing is. Uh, we're gonna review it next week. Oh boy. Well then, if, if we're gonna review oh, that, if, if we're gonna review, yeah, boy, yeah, if we're, boy, if we're gonna review that cream, on the, if we're gonna, <laughs> cash rules everything around me, boy. Uh. <laughs> if we're gonna review that on the next episode, I guess we won't talk too too much about it. No, but it definitely inser- it it deserves an induction into this hall of shame. It uh, it was definitely a first ballot Hall of Shamer. It is the Heroes of Wrestling. Was it Heroes of Wrestling pay per view or Heroes and Legends of Wrestling pay per view? Heroes of Wrestling. Yes. God. F- 
fucking Heroes awful. Heroes of Legends is cool. Yes. That that pay-per-view was god-awful. God-awful. Well, I've made an executive decision, and we're reviewing it next week. So that that means the whole thing. We won't we won't comment too much more on that then. So yes, we will be reviewing the Heroes of Wrestling pay per view on the next edition of the show. So stay tuned for that fucking garbage, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but my next induction is another angle being inducted into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame, and it is 2004's god awful. Vince McMahon's Stephanie McMahon angle, leading to No Mercy 2004. Oh. So fucking bad. It's uncomfortable is what it is. Like, as a father of a daughter, it just, I don't know, the whole thing is just uncomfortable to me. Like, I can't, I can't even watch it. Like, I I don't know, it's just, you know, he's like, you're an ungrateful little bitch. (laughs) Which is funny. (laughs) But, and you know, Vince choking Stephanie out with the pipe and I mean just just bad just bad stuff Mr. Chokener should have been like (laughs) so I don't know how much there is to actually talk about that but I definitely wanted to induct that because that's one of my least favorite wrestling angles ever is that whole deal I just thought it was hot garbage it is hot garbage Aaron Oh, I'm, up, I'm up next. Any, well, no, do you have anything on that one? Like anything to add to that? No. No. <laughs> Sucked. That and Stephanie had that terrible bang haircut at the time, too, where she had the little bangs. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the Vince, yeah, the Vince yeah, Stephanie yeah, McMahon. Uh... Stephanie McMahon, though, is an underrated, like, good-looking woman yeah well and she's an underrated performer like i like i said yeah, like, like i said like on, on about that last week, right? yeah she's she's one of the best heels ever as yeah, far as like, i'm just saying like you know because i was just talking to somebody a buddy of mine a while back about like you know like good-looking women wrestling and i stephanie man is a good-looking woman yep well, she she was a she's especially a hot bad girl, if that makes sense. Okay, hey, you, she's just a hot whatever girl. Well, I'm just saying, like her in her, her persona, like when bit. when she when she went bad with Triple H and everything, it was like, whoa, she's a pretty fine looking bad girl. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Aaron, your next induction. Um, we're going to bring to the stage Ole Anderson. Let's wheel him up here. He's going to bitch all the way up, too. Yeah, I love Ole Anderson, man. What do they got all these nice lights for? That's not professional wrestling. In my day, we wrestled on dirt. Like, no, like, okay, Ole Anderson's great because he's grumpy all the time, and he shouldn't even be. <laughs> like... You can be an asshole and grumpy as long as you're funny. Ole Anderson is the Oscar the Grouch of professional wrestling. And and I'm okay with it because it's funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can be a dick as long as it's funny. 
Like that, like one of my favorite things is when he talked when Jim Cornette talks about him walking in like the Alabama territory or whatever, and he's like, "You guys got to stop it. <laughs> we got to stop what? All of it. All Just of it. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. This is done. Yeah, like you can be an asshole, but just be a funny asshole. <laughs> and that's what Ole Anderson is to me. But anyway, Ole Anderson is bringing to the stage, ladies and gentlemen, the Black Scorpion. Oh. Do you remember? The Black Scorpion was snake bit from the beginning because they started a storyline that they literally had no they had no conclusion to it. They didn't even know what the fuck the end was going to be. Like, it was supposed to be off her ass. Well, no, but I'm saying they didn't know that even when they started. They they just started it, and then they were like, "Well, it could be Al Perez. It could be the Angel of Death. It could be the Ultimate Warrior. PN News. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if it was PN News, it'd been like, <sighs> "Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo, Sting, Sting." <laughs> Do you remember yo baby yo? Do you remember yo baby yo? (laughs) Do you remember Cannonball Grizzly? (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't remember him. I remember Cannonball Run. It was a good movie. movie. (laughs) are, Are you Dom DeLuise? I, I, I remember I remember Grizzly Adams. <laughs> I even remember uh, Grizzly Smith. Smith. <laughs> uh, Cannonball Grizzly Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he drives the car real fast and rapes ten-year-olds. So, so back. Back back to the Black Scorpion. (laughs) It was, um, it was ludicrous. Like when they did the whole magic thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like he turned like a, a, a ring hand, like, uh, stage hand into like a Bengal tiger. And the craziest thing about, or the, the, I guess the most, what do I want to say? Ludicrous thing about that is he he's supposedly snatching up a stage hand, but then he snatches up that stage hand and the guy performs like he's in like a Vegas show, like the stage yeah. like his his animated responses to everything and stuff like it's just so stupid. And then yeah. in the ruins thing, and in the, in the end, it's like who is it? Oh, it's Ric Flair, the guy he's already been feuding with for three years. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> and then, and then after that, Ric Flair has like an entire like twenty year run, and he does no magic. <laughs> like the, no, only, the, ma- the, the only thing he's done is make co- like kamikazes disappear. <laughs> hmm. Uh, that's funny. I never, th- I never thought of that that way. I never thought of it that way. Like, Ric Flair never. Did why didn't magic magics. become part of Ric Flair's gimmick? At that, like yeah. he does, he does, he pulls a rabbit out of a hat. And he's like, woo! <laughs> oh, he wouldn't be pulling a rabbit out of the hat. He'd be pulling his dick out of the hat. <laughs> dick in the box. Dick in the hat. Mm-hmm. 
and and like yeah like why didn't Flair do any more magic tricks <laughs> Rick Flair in a top hat Woo. do you remember the rabbit out of the hat <laughs> just, like Flair never did any more magic <sighs> the black scorpion the newest inductee Hmm. Into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. Kyle? Yes, sir. Do you remember? Sorry. Do you remember uh, what your next inductee is to the Hall of Shame? Oh, yes. And he is a fucktard among fucktards. And actually, on the way getting to the ring or the stage, he actually got fucking taken out with the fucking steel chair by Jim Cornette. And it is the one and the only Vince Fucktard Russo. No, Vince Russo. (sighs) You know, it's funny because um, this one I'm of two minds on. And this, this, hear me out, okay? Because I would induct Vince Russo into the Hall of Shame based on WCW. Because as far as the WWF goes, I think that it's funny because it's he helped progress wrestling. He helped push. He was one of the people that helped push Vince McMahon forward into his presentation of wrestling. Now, and and the beginnings of it, like 97, 98, Vince Rousseau was part of a group of people with Vince McMahon's edit that produced some great stuff. Now, 99 is a different story. 99, you can tell his influence is way too high on Vince McMahon, and that's why 99, to me, is one of the worst years in the WWF. But that WCW shit, when he didn't have that Vince McMahon filter, it is a fucking train wreck. Like, it's it's almost something you watch to watch a train wreck happen. It's not good, but you can't stop watching it because it's just no. every week it's just worse and worse and worse and it's just God mercifully kill this thing and luckily they did but yeah Vince Russo like I said I I, I there's a there's a few funny glimmers in there you know some little things I mean there are little things like. I don't like Vince Rousseau, but and it's not even so much like something that he came up like it, it was more the talent making it funny. Mm-hmm. Like I've said this before, but like watching Scott Hall fucking double dribble or whatever, and then slam TV title <laughs> in the garbage can—it's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> God damn, I cracked. <laughs> It's so funny. So, yeah, like I I mean, I, I just... I when think... he said that he told Paul Orndorff to get his Howie Long haircut ass out of his office. <laughs> <laughs> Take your Howie Long haircut. Get the fuck out of my office or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But, Kyle, I wasn't trying to, like, hardcore debate you on it. But do you see what I'm saying about how... 
I definitely would induct Vince Rousseau's WCW into the Hall of Shame, but maybe not his WWF work. Well, just because, okay. just because, like I said, in the WWF, it was he was for for the most part he was part of a group of people with Vince. Mc- shut him down. Yeah, and with Vince McMahon as an editor, and he did help to push Vince to change the monotone, boring product that the WWF had kind of become. But I absolutely agree with you that he deserves to be in the Hall of Shame because on his own, without that around him, without just being part of the idea and being the whole idea, that guy was too much. Yep. (laughs) How about Meng? Versus Medusa. How about no, Vince? <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and here's the, here's the great part, bro. Medusa goes over. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking dillweed. <laughs> and then it turns out she's got a dick. <laughs> What's God. that doing with the storyline? <laughs> She's got a dick. <laughs> it worked in the WWF. No, it didn't, Vince. It really didn't. Oh, We're going to bring right. in the cold bass. All right, so the next one, my next inductee. I may have sour grapes about this because I was such a big fan of the original team. But what kind of hot garbage was the new and improved Rockers? There wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't. I thought you were going to say the, in that express. The worst part about the new and improved Rockers is, on their own, I like Marty Jannetty and I like Al Snow. But as a team, as the new and improved Rockers, that was... Uh, <sighs> If it would have been Marty Jannetty and Al Snow as a new tag team, it maybe would have worked. You know what I mean? Just don't even go with the Rockers thing. But as the new and improved Rockers, the original Rockers were so good. Fucking stop it. <laughs> so That's it kind of sucks. It, it kind of sucks. professional wrestling, in professional wrestling, it is the death nail. If you put new, new in front of anything, <laughs> in front of anything, and it is like the like cinder block or concrete goddamn shoes thrown into fucking Lake Erie. If you put new and improved and in improved, front of you, yeah. they're gonna be like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> and that just did not work. Um, yeah, and like I said, it sucks that I, I, I don't, I get mad, it doesn't suck, it's just a podcast and whatever. Like, tell some other than Jack, that when you put new in front of it, it was good. <laughs> but Marty and Al, on the, Marty and Al, sound like a couple of guys up the street, um, Marty Jannetty and Al Snow. Howdy God, you can be my long last pal. <laughs> I can call you Marty. And Marty, when you call you, me, you, you can call, call me. Call me, Al. You can call me, Al. <laughs> or Leaf. 
I'm a Whatever. fucking idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, um, but yeah, like I, it's it it sucked for me to have to put these guys on the list because again, as individuals, I am an Al Snow fan and I am a Marty Jannetty fan. But together, they deserve to be in the Hall of Shame, and it's not their fault; it's Vince's fault. So uh, you can call me Marty. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> So Aaron, who, Aaron, who, Aaron, who is your last inductee into this class? I had two. Oh, you had six. Yeah. Oh, well, I only had five. So who's I your? I put a celebrity. Who's, I got the celebrity. Who's your next inductee wing. into the Hall of Shame? Do you want my celebrity wing Hall of Fame person, and then we'll do the main event? Sure. Because Nate, you have one more left. Yes. Kyle, you have one more left. Okay, well, this is the celebrity. This is the first celebrity inductee into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. And we're going to bring our inductor up. Um, come up on the stage, Kurtwood Smith. Here's our inductee, our inductor, Kurtwood Smith. Come on up, buddy. And here's our celebrity. It's Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, lordy! And it wasn't. It wasn't even Peter. Nobody knows who Kurtwood Smith is. It wasn't even Peter Weller. Now, if anybody knows who Kurtwood Smith is, this is uh, Red from uh, that '70s show. Yes, he played the main heel in RoboCop. Yes, I thought that would get a bigger laugh, but <laughs> the. Yeah. RoboCop was fucking terrible. At WCW. Yeah, not the movie. No, the first RoboCop movie is the stuff of legend. It's fucking amazing. Oh, it's one like of the best movies one. ever. RoboCop is... RoboCop, RoboCop great. Yeah, RoboCop 1 and 2 are two of the best movies ever made. And then in RoboCop 3, he's like flying. It's like... Well, no, RoboCop 3 is like, RoboCop has a heart. RoboCop 3... The buddy cop movie. It's fucking terrible. But anyway, yes, RoboCop and WCW. What a bunch of fucking bullshit. And and Gordon Sully has to like talk about it. Stand in that foggy room. Yeah, and you're watching that. <laughs> like, oh my god. That's right, Jr. RoboCop. RoboCop is here. Yeah, it's just fucking terrible. He's literally wearing. A silver mask. It was just... So let's welcome RoboCop into the celebrity wing <laughs> the Hall of Shame. <laughs> the Motor City Madman, RoboCop, into the uh, Hall of Shame. God. Celebrity class. Yes. Kyle? Yes, sir. Your final inductee into this this first inaugural edition. I'm not saying annual edition because that would mean we're only doing it once a year. And quite frankly, we just do shit by the seat of our pants here. So we might... also not. I hate when people say first annual. Yeah, that's not a thing. It means there's guaranteed to be another one. Well, no, annual means it's happened more than once. Yes. 
Like something can't be the first annual. That's why I don't like it when the WWE uses the word anniversary because they get it wrong. Yep. Like WrestleMania 25 was not the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. WrestleMania 26 was the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. But anyway. (laughs) Kyle? My main event Mm -hmm. for the bullshit backyard wrestling that they helped fucking create and honestly promote to the fact that fuck these guys because they're just fucking horrible people and I fucking hate them and anybody that's associated with them can go fuck themselves and rot in hell. But the ICP. There is only one good ICP moment in wrestling, and it's unintentional. When Mike Awesome dropped him off the bus? When that fat fuck slides off the roof of that bus, that's funny. But it wasn't intentional. Yeah, ICP should have stayed as far away from a wrestling ring as they possibly... Have, have you ever taken the time, and I have, when I was drunk enough and had enough time on my hands... Have you ever taken the time to watch any Juggalo Championship Wrestling? No. I have. It is because sometimes you want to, some people want to watch the world burn. Yeah, sometimes people want to slam their dick in a fucking (laughs) pussy, but I still don't do that. Uh, Me neither. Anyway, no, it is the hottest of hot garbage. It's fucking awful. It is awful. It's... Garbage. The best thing to ever come out of ICP is, first of all, that fat fuck sliding off the bus. Secondly, it is kind of humorous, the music WWE uses for the, the oh, oddities on the network. Terrible. That it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's funny, though. But yes, yeah. ICP... They And you know what's funny? They, like, they were in every promotion. Like, every promotion used them. Um... I, I, I don't understand their cultural significance, and I don't understand why they were such a big deal. Because to me, when I think of ICP, I think everybody that likes ICP probably lives in a trailer with no air conditioning. That's what I picture, is people in a trailer, living in a trailer that doesn't have air conditioning. I Look, <laughs> all I know is that if anybody that's listening to us has watched, looked at our fucking Facebook page. You've seen the fucking jackass jumping into goddamn barbed wire, <laughs> and he's a fucking juggalo. And that right there is all you need to say about fucking juggalos. Oh, that fucking guy! That fucking guy. What's fucking his music. What's his signature phrase? He has that. Sig- huh? He was like whoop whoop or whatever. No, it, that's that. He this is for the juggalos, or whatever. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, damn it! Oh uh, God, ICP definitely deserves that induction. 
Welcome to the Hall of Shame, ICP, you fucking no-talent hacks. All right. We got to pause. So, so that's RoboCop in a nutshell. Um, how did I get into this nutshell? So my next inductee into the first ever We Can't Wrestle Hall of Fame is a man by the name of William Adolph Denenhar Jr. fuck that is i know but that's his name william adolph denenhauer jr otherwise known as dave fucking sullivan dave sullivan there was there was no in good incarnation of dave sullivan that guy sucked ass (laughs) oh no Yes, yes. Oh, you say, oh no, oh yes. Dave Sullivan, the Equalizer, etc., etc. I want to be a Hulkamaniac. I want to be like the Hulkster. Dave Sullivan. There it is. Turn that shit off. <laughs> Dave Sullivan. <clears throat> I've never seen a Dave Sullivan match I liked. I've never seen a Dave Sullivan promo I liked. Or the Equalizer. Whatever the fuck his gimmick was. That guy... Sucked. What? I'm glad they killed this fucking rabbit. (laughs) That guy fucking sucked. I don't think I'm going to get any contention here on that fact. Nope. Like, one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life, in my life, is, uh, I don't even remember what pay-per-view it was. It was a 94 or 95 WCW pay-per-view. His match with Kevin Sullivan is fucking horrible. Um, these are some of the ring names he went by. Okay. Um, other than Dave Sullivan, there was Captain Ron. Captain Ron. (laughs) The Equalizer, obviously. Um... American Hawkwind. What the fuck is an American Hawkwind? The fuck is an American Hawkwind? I don't know. And then um, Zacky D. Zacky D. Okay. (laughs) Well, since I never explored any more of his career, I don't know what American Hawkwind or Zacky D were, but I do know that. in my, the craziest thing is the dude trained under Len Denton, who was yeah. a who was a good wrestler. But I mean, I guess you know it is what it is. Um, but yeah, Dave Sullivan definitely my uh, inductee into the Hall of Shame. 
one of the great big shit stains on professional wrestling, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have anything to add to that? No. The memories you've blocked of Dave Sullivan? I remember that they did like an outside altercation with him and DDP. And when they were like slugging each other, they added sound effects to it like a movie. And I think Big Bubba Rogers killed his rabbit. <laughs> I believe you're right. And you know what? He deserved to have his rabbit killed. So from from what I gather from that is that Ray Trailer was a was a really good guy, except when it came to animals. <laughs> Because he killed a retarded guy's rabbit, and then he fed another guy's dog. Hey, listen to this. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page now. When he retired from professional wrestling due to the cumulative impact of injuries sustained in his football and wrestling careers, I can't believe he had any injuries in any of those matches, he relocated to Bentonville, Arkansas, where he worked for Walmart as a fitness trainer. <laughs> Well, he was really bad at his job there, too. <laughs> I get wind going up steps. <laughs> Good job, Dave Sullivan, you fuck. I've, I've had to put... I've had to put spells before. When I go up the stair step ladder, I'm like, I need a break. <laughs> So yeah, there's my final inductee, Dave Sullivan, to the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. So Aaron, Aaron, you are the main event of the evening. The last inductee to the We Can't Wrestle inaugural... Last Hall of Shame is TNA. That's the whole promotion, right? <laughs> that is the main event. You inducted a whole promotion. Yep. TNA. And you even hit him with a Jeff Farmer yep. And here to induct him is fucking Jeff Jarrett. Get your ass up here, Jeff. <laughs> TNA's garbage. Is there any is there any TNA after 2000 and maybe 2004 that is any good? No. There's not any TNA before 2004 that's any good. Well, no. I mean, I... The early days, the early pay-per-views were fun to watch. And, I mean, they did some cool... No, 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 no. The only thing they ever did that was any kind of entertaining was when that little midget pulled the gun and Jeff Jarrett hit him with the guitar. <laughs> that was entertaining. No, the early X-Division stuff was good. It was, it was good. But, like... But, no, I'm, I know what you're it, saying, though. Like, on the whole, as a promotion, oof, I mean... I, their inaugural pay-per-view when they're going to have their battle royal to, to declare their champion 
Scott Hall comes out and says, Battle Royal declared champion. This is stupid. And Jeff Jarrett's like, ha ha, yeah, this is stupid. Like, they're calling their main event fucking stupid. <laughs> they, they, it, it's an anomaly in wrestling, too, because it's amazing. Like, all these years later, the fucking thing is still alive. Like, it's, I, I mean, I haven't watched it in almost 10 years. But it's still there. It's still out there. Of all the promotions that have failed and gone under and, you know, TNA is still around. I mean, it's not it's not called TNA anymore, but the promotion itself is still there. And, I mean, I think they just killed somebody on, in some alternate universe or something, which tells you everything you need to know about Impact Wrestling. Um, I don't watch it, so I don't know what the whole... Okay. It was the midget with the gun. And Jeff Jarrett hit him with a guitar. <laughs> the X Division. For the most part. And um, the Broken Universe. Yeah, which wasn't even which wasn't even their deal. Even they that, were just man. letting they were just letting Matt Hardy do that on their television show. Yeah, that was with Matt Hardy and Jeremy Borash being creative that's the only things they've ever done good I'll agree with that Kyle I agree with that too there you are TNA the main event induction in the inaugural we can't wrestle hall of shame <laughs> the confetti uh, blows out, and then nobody in the audience gets their parking validated. <laughs> um, uh, Dink. Dink's looking for hookers. Dink. Uh, Buzz Stern. Burp Abram Stay behind and clean up the confetti. <laughs> Virgil will do it for 20 bucks. <clears throat> oh, God. All right. Well, that was fun. And we will definitely have more inductees in the future into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. Now, one of the inductees has become an entire show, as next week we will be reviewing the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view from 1999. I'm going to take integral notes. (laughs) God, I hope you can. I I hope you make it through it. I'll make through. And then I want you guys to think of three other numbers that you didn't already use, and we'll review those people from the 1992 PWI 500. Sounds good. Just type that that was nice. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> With that being said... What are you, Gilberg? <laughs> Wait a minute, I'll tell you. Gilberg. So far. Sorry. Thanks. 
That is it for this edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Kyle, anything to say to our listeners? What'd you say? He said, fuck the IPC. No. ICP. He like went, Kyle just went like uh, Iron Sheik, like a fuck at the ICP. Fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Fuck the Ted DiBiase. Well, on that note, I will invite each and every one of you to join our Facebook group, the We Can't Wrestle Facebook group. Like our Facebook page. Unless you're a juggalo. Unless you're a juggalo, then you're banned. Because you got herpes and crabs. (laughs) And you live in a trailer with no air conditioning. And you drink Fago. What the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) Buy a brand name pop. God damn it. We we enjoy your participation in the the Facebook group and the Facebook page. And other than that, we're going to sign off. Like I said, next time around, it will be the Heroes of Wrestling, the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view from 1999. And I, I assure you, this thing is a hot piece of garbage. Look it up on the, uh, the YouTubes and uh, review it along with us as you listen next time around. And we'll see you then. Aaron? What? Give us a body healing quote of the week. Oh, you just put me on the spot. Uh, why did you do that? I don't want to find the bushwhackers. <laughs> Is this one the firefighter? This is a firefighter? They had nine months, and the best they came up with was Bruce. <laughs> How long have you been married? <laughs> 21 years. You know, if you would have killed her on your wedding night, you'd be out by now. 